I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And today we are going to do, you know how I always say we boldly go where no other host has gone before and we create answers? Well, today I kind of want to analyze how the question itself is a part of the answer. Now, let me explain. The question you ask, this is well known in science, the question you ask begets the answer. In other words, if you ask the question, what is wrong with my child, while looking at your child, immediately your brain will go looking for, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Ooh, they're flapping. Ooh, they're making weird noises. And it will come up with a grocery list for you in answer to that question. If you're looking at your child and you're saying, what just changed to the benefit? Or in what way did he just grow? Or what is right with my child? Your brain's going to be looking around going, oh, my God, beautiful eyes. Oh, my gosh, it's so gorgeous and snuggly. And oh, my goodness, I love the way he... Uh, rocks himself to sleep so that I don't have to. (laughs) Your brain will give you a grocery list of answers. So how do we get answers? We ask the right question. And today, we're going to analyze that a little bit. I think, I'm not sure whether to call today's episode Answers and Questions and Answers or Blocking the Blockers. And the reason I'm thinking Blocking the Blockers is because Tina Fougere from uh, Canada is our guest today, our main guest. We also have, of course, okay, 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 the great guest giveaway. I'm going to keep that a secret to the end. But um, Tina is the founder and the president of the Canadian Autism Foundation, Canadian National Autism Foundation. And I watch her Facebook page a lot because she is so informative. She's always active and giving you lots and lots of stuff. And I've been kind of, you know, talking with her a little bit on Facebook and watching her page and watching her page. And I'm originally from Canada, so I have like a sweet spot for wondering what's going on over there. Um, At the moment, I'm in L.A. And so I was watching this thing develop about blockers. I'm not going to explain it to you yet, but blockers in relation to autism. And what came to my mind was that the problem here was that they were asking the wrong question and they led to the wrong answers. So just before I introduce you to her and we get into it and explain to you what the heck I'm talking about, I want to remind you, you've got to stay to the very end of the show because that's when we pull it all together and make it make wonderful sense with stories from the No further ado, I would like to introduce you to a very active, very amazing woman, Tina Fougere, founder, president, Canadian National Autism Foundation. Thank you for making time for us today. Hello. 
Hello, how are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm in a great mood because I'm so excited, actually, to have you on my show and to really dig into some of what is going on up in Canada and, you know, what happened with this blocker thing. I'm going to let you begin by explaining that, and then we'll get into it a little bit. And I hear that you might be part of the solution, so let's get to it. All right, what the heck's a blocker? Um, the blockers that they use, a blocker is what they use in karate. It's probably uh, two by two. Mm-hmm. It's thick foam pad. It's almost like something that you would put on the bottom of a chair and sit on, but it's used for karate. It's made of uh, not leather on the outside, but artificial, um, I don't even know what you'd call it, cheap Cheap leather. <laughs> Imitation and, leather, I think they call it. Yeah, cheap because they look very cheap. They're bright orange, and they have Velcro handles on the back of them. Okay. And how is that related to autism? Well, um, you will hear some sarcastic and smart comments out of me because I think Oh, wonderful, because then I can do it too. <laughs> I just, I, well, you've got the same bubbly attitude as I have, so I guess we're just going to fit right in here. Um, my issue with this is I've been called in by government agencies to work with the severest of severe with autism crisis cases. I would never, never in a million years, in a lifetime, ever use such a weapon that's illegal, first off, on anybody, needless to say, a special needs child, one with autism, and out in public as well. And, and is, that, is that happening? And if it is, oh. you know, in what way? And how is it used as a weapon? Well, it's a weapon first off, because what you're doing is, once you have this in your hand, what are you asking special needs? Okay, I'm ready for you. What are their first instinct going to be? Okay, mm-hmm. it's like having a meeting with somebody. You go into that meeting and their arms are crossed. You already know what you're in for. Right. Same thing with these blockers with special needs. They see this blocker. It's, it's carried with the EAs out in public as well. I mean, they go out for their merry walks down the street with these blockers. With these oh, that's so good for acceptance of autism. Go on. Oh, don't you think it's just lovely? Hey, wait a minute. We don't need to stick a sign on these kids saying, hey, look, I have autism. Let's carry these bright orange blocker pads showing the public that these kids are special needs and guess what they're dangerous too because we have to use these blockers just in case they hurt us but don't worry i've got it covered blocker yeah so we might as well have our police walking around with stuff like this as well because i mean don't you think the police deal with uh stuff a lot more traumatic than what the eas are stating they're dealing with well, not only that, but I gotta say that with autism, my experience is that if you don't push, they don't push. Ah, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't mean that that there isn't a child that'll. I mean, kids will just attack you. Absolutely true. But when you get into it and you start working with the kids, you start figuring it out. At some point, the pushing was started by us. Right, and here's where my issue is, and and. You know what? I'm determined. I'm going to stand my ground on this. With working with kids for 12 years in daycares, being called in by ministry, and with the school board, and actually consulting with the school board now, I've been called on. I'm sorry. There are cues to anyone, even if it's just out of the blue. You'll always have that trigger, that cue. 
just before. So if you're getting hit in the head, why are you that close? And why, as an EA, do you not see those triggers if you've worked with that individual for some time? Is this becoming a lazy man's tool? Oh, wait, we don't want to use what we've been taught, which is probably three days of teaching, which is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to get backlash from this. And I'm so ready for it because I'm done with these blockers. I'm done with it. Well, you should be done with it. I'm sure that the kids are done with it. But there's, you know, and I love that you've got all these issues covered. You see, you see to its fullest the effect that it would have and how it affects the environment and the kid themselves. But let's let's just entertain something about questions and answers because that's kind of mm-hmm. what I wanted to play with a little bit here. So, I, because I teach this a lot in the home and a lot in schools. It's about the question you ask. So when you have a violent child in front of you, you have somebody who mm-hmm. is, you know, def- definitely you got a shot at getting head-butted, losing a tooth, whatever, mm-hmm. I've been there. Been there too. Exactly. So when you have this in front of you, you can ask one of two questions. You can say, and, and I don't mean they're on the attack in this very moment. No. You have this kind of child that you're meeting. You can say to yourself, how do I protect myself from this child? Or you can say to yourself, how do I help this child not be an attack-oriented child? These are two completely different answers you're going to get. Yeah, but the second one's the right one. Exactly. If you ask that first question, you're going to end up with blocker pads. The, the kids I'm dealing with, the very severe that were being pulled out of their home and putting in a home because they were beating up mom and dad, they were on top of mom and dad, everything was off the wall, holes punched in the wall, I was bit, my hair was pulled out, I was punched, I was knocked to the ground, you name it, it was done. That only happened once. But exactly. mom and dad kept saying, what do I do to protect myself? I says, it's not what you do to protect yourself, it's what you do to educate yourself. Bingo. And she says, well, what do you mean? I says, I will show you. So I brought the person that I was dealing with, um, 16 years old, very, very big person, um, into the room with the parents, and I said, okay, this is how you're going to do it. And I showed them, and then I went, no, nice. And I showed them the visual cues and the words with it. The school's using it. The parents are using it. The, The students back in school after being out for a year, back in the home, which was out of the home because of the violent behaviors that was being put forth on mom and dad. They were petrified. I'm not afraid of kids with special needs. By no means I'm not afraid because you know what? They don't know what else to do. Right. And you know what? That's a part of why it worked for you because you weren't afraid. So it is a good point. Yeah, let's put that out there. You can't be afraid. And let's also put out there that just because uh, for Tina, in this instance, she gave an example of words that she married with visuals and it worked, that doesn't mean if you're giving those words and those visuals and it's not working that, that it's not a good technique. What that means is there's some place here where you're not asking the right question again. So always take it back to yourself. How do I help my child? What do I see as my child's issue? What do I see as this child I'm working with issue? What's triggering them? Why are they? You have to ask the question, how do I get them to a place where they are safe? Okay, but wait a minute. Yes, please. When you're educated and you're in the education system or you are an educator and you are in a home dealing with these special needs people, these wonderful, beautiful people, I'm sorry, there's no excuse for what is being done. It's called stop being so lazy and learn. 
I'm not trying to be cruel here, but I'm trying to be point blank. You can learn. I'm working with a mom right now, and, you know, she has said, but I can't get my son to stop hitting, and, you know, he's doing this and he's doing that. I goes, do you want him to stop hitting and breaking things when he comes home? Yes. Okay, start preparing him while he's in the vehicle on the way home, and do this. Tell him, okay, you know what? We're going to have a good day. No hitting, no breaking. We're going to be nice. We're going to do a great job and have fun. Oh, I love what you're saying. Work the first time. Work the first time. Of course it does. Of course. Because if you said. Yeah. Four months. Four months. He has not broke anything, has not had any violent behaviors, nothing. My son has even calmed this other one down. Oh. As this other one should have had an outburst. I'm not going to call them meltdowns because I don't like that word. But had could have had an outburst because of all the sensory overload that was going on where we were. My son gently touched him on the shoulder. You're not supposed to do that with this individual. Gently touched him on the shoulder, patted him and said, it's okay. And that individual was perfectly fine for the next two hours. Every time my son sensed it. Now here's my son with autism, knows how to work with people with autism. Yes. You know, actually, I think you're, you're pointing out something that I really love pointing out in the home. Um, I agree totally. People need to learn what to do, stop being afraid. Um, in addition, they need to jump in advance. So what you were talking yes. about is about preparing the child. You're sort of setting out, this is how your day's going to go, and they go, oh, okay, I guess my day will go like that. And the next yes. thing you know, you're having fun, and it's awesome. But it's the same with what your son did. We are so ridiculous. We teach, I, this is one of my pet peeves, we teach this thing about don't touch the children don't, and, don't, and teach the children, don't touch us. Here is my body space. Here is your yep. body space. And what we actually do is we take away any possible way of reaching in and using touch to say, hey, by the way, my energy says we're okay here. You know what, and I, I believe in that sometimes when kids are on overload, yes, stay out of their space for a little bit, but I always intrude in on their space because if they're going to excel to the next level, which is being out in public, you are going to have people in your space. That is life. So I always ask permission. Do you, is it okay if I touch your hand? They said, okay, it's fine. With this other individual, I said, can I please give you a hug? As much as I'm very cautious on hugging individuals with special needs so that they don't think it's okay for everyone to hug them, I ask permission from the parent first, and the, the individual's there, and the parent's there so they know it's okay. And you know what? They give me a hug in the way that they hug. That's okay. Of course it's See, okay. See, that's just it. If you're going to go in there with the intentions of having a bad day, like the blockers, we're going to go in there with these blockers intending to have a real nasty day. Well, of course, there is something that's going to happen. Absolutely. Okay, we are talking to Tina Fougere. She is the founder and president of the Canadian National Autism Foundation. She's feisty, she's fun, so stay here with me. (laughs) Let me remind you, by the way, you want to stay all the way to the end because that's where I put my very favorite part, stories from the road. And we have a surprise, okay, 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 great guest giveaway coming up about, well, no, I'm not going to give you any hints at all. I'm just going to make you wait. Um, I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. 
and this is a new spin on autism answers. And today I'm going to ask Tina for an answer. I'm going to put her on the spot here, and I'm going to say, hey, Tina. Well, actually, first, Tina, uh, we've really described well kind of our, our feelings about, you know, how to interfere or shape or change uh, violent behavior. At least we've, we've given them a taste. But I think we didn't give them a clear picture of kind of what the blockers are, or what it looks like. Like, so could, do you have a story perhaps where there was a child and then an, uh, an interference by uh, somebody using a blocker? Do you have something that will help for them to visualize this? Oh, oh, gee. Oh, yeah. If, they, if anybody, any of your listeners would like to um, go to Google and Google uh, Simcoe County School Board blockers. Uh, oh boy, there's many, 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 many stories on the blockers. DEAs are not going to give up. They are going to continue to use the blockers or they are going to work to rule because the blockers are going to be a means of their clothing every day now. Okay, but can you give, do you, do you have any where a parent reported a problem and you're actually privy that you wouldn't break confidentiality to just sort of, I love to tell little stories so people can imagine. Because right now the word blocker still, I'm imagining sort of, um, I haven't seen it. So I've read some stories, but what I'm imagining I'm not sure is accurate. So can you do that for us or do you not have one? I do. <laughs> I'm trying to be very cautious on it right now because... Um, Change the color of the skin and the sex uh, of the child. Yeah, and the, it, you, know, just tell you know why? It's, it won't work okay. because the mom is out there so much right now that the mom is being bullied Okay. okay. Um, for defending her student, okay, her son. Now, there has been issues after this was brought forth. Mom did not know about these blockers until I posted on my Facebook. And mom is a friend of mine. Okay. And mom seen this, and mom got very, very upset. I've been working side-by-side side with mom on this because as far as I'm concerned, this is the year 2012. I'm sorry, we're not in 1950 or 1940. Uh, there are new things uh, to help out with protection. I've gone into many schools, and I've actually got school boards from the public and the Catholic school boards. I've gotten letters from them. I've asked for them to ask if these are used in any of the schools in Ontario so far. There is only, that we know of, Simcoe County. They are not used anywhere else. I've also posted pictures on my Facebook of the protective gear. And don't look at this as when I say protective gear, because I will explain. It is a form-fitting spring windbreaker jacket. You can't even tell. It has elbow pads and shoulder pads in it. That's it. You can't even tell. It has the pull-up sleeves individual that you can wear for kids that may scratch you. Very, very stretchy. That's it. That's the protection gear they use. That's it. That's the, all they will use. They have guaranteed me it. Okay. Now, there was an incident, and it has But that's been not what you're calling blocker pads. That's, that's what you're no, calling regular protection, protection gear. Right. This is the protection gear that should be used in every yeah. school. Right. Um, if there needs to be protection right. gear. The blockers, there has been a student that was hurt. Uh, there's not much information out there because they've kept it hush-hush, where there has been a student hurt and the student uh, was hurt by this blocker pad. That's it, end of story. We know nothing more. Okay, okay. In the same Simcoe County. Okay. So Now, 
we're both feisty here, aren't we? <laughs> Well, because oh, we both work, I work with a lot of violent kids too, and I'm like, yeah. it's always, you can, in one day, you can change the story. Mm. You know what? You have to, you have to take what's inside your chest there and allow them to feel that and sense it, and then use the God-given tools that we're all given if we just stop and use them. Yes, and it's true. Sometimes I think it's because now we're back on this question answer thing. I think it's because we have this definition of autism that so it's so they're off in their own world. Don't interfere with oh. their world. Don't you know? And it's and then there's the people. It's it's the most politically <laughs> fraught with error uh, population I've ever seen for a brain disorder. Most people with brain disorders just want help, but in autism, you know, they're. Right. They're claiming they don't want change, and then the yeah. low-functioning ones are going, please, down here, we want help. <laughs> uh, you know I mean, what, and I just went through that with another interview I did. You know, you're going to have both sides of the spectrum there. You're going to have the high-functioning that doesn't want their identity taken away from them. And you know what, that's understandable. You're taking who they are away from them. I've asked many, and one is actually one of our board members on the spectrum. She's 40. I've asked her point blank. I've asked many point blank. All they want is they want to be more sociable. They don't want to be cured. They just want to be more sociable. Now there's the ones that are very behavioral and blah, 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 blah. They want to be cured. That's up to the individual. We as a, uh, as a group, we as the government, everybody, we have no right to judge. We have no right to decide. It's up to the individual family. And I always just come down to we're here to teach, so teach. We're here to, you know, we're here to help you feel more comfortable and navigate the world you're living in. Let's help you with that. If that ends up that you navigate it so well nobody can tell anymore, call it a cure, call it luck, call it, you know, whatever, your, your personality, I don't care. It's our job is to help you. That's all. Uh, you know what, and, and this is what a few parents and I were talking about last night, about 1 o'clock this morning, um, that... We tried to block this, blockers block this. We tried to block this as um, organizations, um, ASD team in the school boards. We tried to block this, whereas the EAs get a three-day training course. Operative word, training. There needs to be more than just training. There needs to be a full course on it. Training is not going to teach you what you need. No, you know, gonna, it's, you're going to learn teach. holds. You're going to learn how to, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you know what? And that's just it. I've talked to many educational assistants across Canada. I've talked to them in depth because I know many of them. I've even talked to the EAs at my son's school. They've never heard of such a thing. They would never use such a thing. Many schools in the Hamilton area have very, very physical kids. They would never use that. They've never used it. I have the letter from the school board stating that they do not use them. They will not use them. They will only use the safety devices that I've just explained to you. And okay, and this is an important, it's an important point, Tina, for other parents that are listening. We're not here to rile you up if you don't no. have the problem and make you afraid of schools. We're here to say, number one, you know, help prevent some of this kind of stuff when you know about it share it, deal, you know, write letters, what, whatever you can do, and also educate yourself on what the school that you're sending your child to is doing so that you're not just handing them off and going, well, I guess if that's how you do it, you know what you're doing. Because it's, it, so thank right. you, go ahead, I can hear you breathing, so go. Right. <laughs> so right, 
parents, we're not knocking the school system here. By no means we're not knocking them. Um, And I would never want to knock them. But it's like sending um, your child off to war and thinking everything's going to be perfectly fine. It's not. As a parent, when you send your child off to school, your duties don't stop as a parent. Right. You have to inform yourself. You go in there, you ask questions, you be involved in the IEP, you ask for two, three meetings a year. What is my uh, child, loved one, I'm going to say loved one because they're different ages, what is my loved one doing? What are they taking to school? Is there any issues in the school that you see transpiring that we may be able to cut off right now so that they don't escalate? As a parent, that is your duty yeah. to still be in touch with your loved one when they're in school. You don't just hand them off, wave your hands and say, okay, that's, they're dealing now. No, because I'm dealing with many parents right now that went, oh, I thought my son was taking that, or oh, geez, I thought that's the way it was supposed to be. No, you as a parent have the last say so. Parents don't realize that. This is where we educate them. Absolutely. We educate them very much in the rights, the rules, the regulations. Absolutely. Uh, because it's something that's kept hush-hush. Oh, of course, (laughs) because they don't want you to actually go in and exercise your right, because you are (laughs) going to cause them extra work. (laughs) But the good schools do. And you know what? And that's just it. Um, You know, uh, my son going to school was hell on wheels. It was hell on wheels. And, you know, uh, many articles were written that I've called, you know, publishers. I've called different editors. Let's do a story. Let's go down to the school and take pictures of the school and do a story. Let's go interview the nice principal. (laughs) And uh, because the nice principal on a weekly basis told me I was a very unfit mother. I have twins. I'm sure they had a big file on you. Oh, yes, but it, it all turned around to backfire on them uh, because good. I was very good at documenting. Good for you. Um, he has a twin sister. She was with me in the same classes. She wanted them to be there. But I was psychologically damaging her because my son needed to go where he belonged. My okay, Tina, are you on a – Tina, I think you're yeah, moving huh? or something. Your phone's doing something weird. So when we're in this – I love how you're – this is almost our close, so I want to be sure that you're my clear. So try not to move too much. Okay, I'm on the cordless now. My phone's hyper. That's okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's not you, it's your phone. (laughs) Okay, so all right, clearly it's the the school thing. We get it. You know, that's a different show. We're going to run out of time. I want to give you an opportunity here to plug your organization, to say what you think is your most important piece of advice to the world, and to close on how you would how you would change the question that the educators in Simcoe County are asking of themselves. So those oh. are your three things, your website or whatever you want to draw attention to. Um, um, I'd like to draw attention to two things. Website, which is www.cnaf.net. Okay. Lots of updated information. We have an educator that works for the school board that updates our website now. I did it all myself, but now she's helping me. The most important thing is for the school boards, okay, for Simcoe County. Okay. That is my most important right now. Okay, we'll link to that then. You know, I am so appalled that they feel the necessity to use such devices, weapons, when First and foremost, um, if you read our press release that we put out there, 
it's against the the Safe School Act. We all know what the Safe School Act is. It's mm -hmm. against the, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That's not protecting our kids. Um, they've totally went against the UN Convention of Protection of the Children. And lo and behold, the Ontario Human Rights, they've yeah, blown everything cool. there. So what I have told the parents, and I will continue to tell the parents, this is bullying, which the school has been out there full force throughout Ontario, that they do not stand for any bullying because of all the suicides that are going on. So there, the bullying. Well, where's the equal treatment here? There's no equal treatment because these kids are being bullied. They're special needs. So where's the understanding here? And why are, why is the school board allowing this to continue? The OPP, the police, they don't even use such things. Now, mind you, there's another thing, because if things come to, out of hand in schools, police are called in, they start handcuffing the children. That's got to stop. That is stopping right now. They're becoming more educated. They're willing to. Why aren't the schools? Exactly. The okay, beautiful. Happy? Beautiful closer. Now, give them a new question to ask of themselves so they can come up with new answers. And then I, I did hear my next person beep in. We're, gonna, we're coming to you. Hang in there. Um, so uh, give them a new question revolved around autism. New question. Yeah, so that they come up with a different answer. What can you do as a community to help um, better the world of people on the spectrum? Okay. That's your question. Everybody heard it from a feisty woman in Canada, <laughs> Tina Fougere, who, <laughs> who's a mom and who's, a, who's an advocate and who's out there making an enormous difference. And thank you so much for taking a few minutes to really help me hit on this blocker thing because it's appalling. Hey, it's time for OK, 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 the great guest giveaway. I didn't tell you who it was because I got her at the very last minute. In fact, speaking of Facebook, I was Facebooking her while I was talking to Tina. So she said, yes, here she is. She's got five minutes to tell us about her amazing product. Take it away. Hi, my name is Valerie Fendall, and um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a product called Limu that I uh, recently became involved in. And what it is basically is just um, it's seaweed in a bottle, and um, it has a nutrient called fucoidin, and it has a bunch of health benefits uh, related to it. And I have a son who is 21 with autism, and um, the reason why I became involved with it was to kind of test it out in our family and see how it did, and see you know exactly how we felt. And my most amazing results has been with my son. And my son, uh, he suffers from migraines, and he has trouble sleeping, and um, he also has seizure disorders. And um, amazingly enough, he has been on it for six weeks. It's a, uh, a little two-ounce uh, shot glass in the morning and one at night. And um, he is sleeping through the night for the first time in wow. years. And he has no more migraines, has not complained of a migraine since for six weeks. the start of the day. Yes, yes. He's had them for like maybe three to four times a week um, for as long as I can remember. And he is no longer taking that. He is really um, in a better mood. He's just really focused, more focused, and, and he has a lot of trouble with transitioning. And that's not completely better, but it is a little bit better. And um, so he's had amazing results with it. He's not um, really 
up to like taking unusual tasting things and it's not really um, that unusual. It's kind of like he's very limited in his diet. So he takes uh, apple juice, but this is just something that has more of a mango and a guava taste to it. So it's a little bit different for him, but he takes it and it's just amazing. Everybody can take it, but just the results that he's had on it in particular is um, very special to me because I'm an advocate and a mom also and um, have been looking for things that are organic, that don't have any extra coloring, sugars, or stimulants in it. And um, because of all the meds that he is on and all the uh, reactions that you do get to those meds. And this has worked out really, really, really good for him. So what, what uh, led you to the Limu product then? How did you, you know, find it? My, well, my, it's, it's, I'm in California, and it's new in California. It's only been here about eight months. And my family, my daughter-in-law and my son started selling it. And I said, no, 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 no. And then I thought, okay, let me try it. And then I said, you know, I really want to try this product. And, and I actually became a distributor only because of Mark's results and being able to get it out to my friends and family and all the people that I know around me that have uh, children like my own. And um, I thought I need to try it before I, you know, put anything behind this product. And I was absolutely amazed. I mean, not much has helped. He's had a lot of seizure medicines that have had a lot of um, bad reactions and and um, we've just gone through the whole gamut of taking this for this reaction to this reaction to this reaction. And, yeah, I want to point you know, I out wanna... I want to point out to your benefit here that um, because I had, you know, I came across a marvelous therapy for myself and, and now use it worldwide and the reason I knew it was marvelous was because my child was old. And there's something right. for people to hear in that your child was old enough that you had a history of trying things. And you already know what's, you know, right. it, it, when your child is five, the, the sky's the limit, anything might work. You hear a million therapies, you hear a million supplements, you, all this stuff. By the time you're dealing with a 21-year-old, you're saying, okay, most of that doesn't work. <laughs> what will right, work you've been through it all. Yeah. yeah, you've been through it all. You've been down that road. Give us yeah. a website. And remember, you're on the OK, 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 great guest giveaway. So you got to give something That's away. That's right. I do. I would like to, um, my website is Valerie Fendall, and it's V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Fendall, F as in Frank, I-N-D-A-H-L dot I-M, Limu dot com. And it's I-A-M, Limu, L I. MU.com. And you can go there and listen to the video and leave me a message if you have to. The first person that makes an, um, puts the order in through uh, after this time frame well, they, right now. Yeah, they can, say, they can put in the, in the subject a new spin on autism answers. And act, the first act, excellent. And I will go ahead and double their order. So whatever they order, I will absolutely double it. Oh, so nice. Yeah, so they'll get, um, if they order two bottles, I'll get an additional two bottles of it. So a bottle for and, mom and a uh, bottle for child. Yeah, it's nice to have everybody on the, in the family on it because, you know, you can see all the benefits as well. You can go ahead and Google it. There are over 800 um, clinical tests done on this um, as of right now, and they're climbing, and it all has very, very good um, reviews on it. That's awesome. And it's safe, and yeah. So that's awesome. That's, 
Yeah, that's exciting. So, well, thank you so yeah. much. Uh, yeah, come on, guys. Somebody has to take advantage of this. This is Valerie Findall, and she's talking to you about limu, which is a seaweed, correct? Uh huh. Okay. Comes and from. Go ahead. It comes from um, the island of Tonga and the Fuji Islands. Awesome. And it's helped your child, and you expect it to help many, many more. So please, somebody get a hold of her and get that extra bottle giveaway. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it so much. It's time for Stories from the Road. Okay. What's really neat is that today I kind of get to mix in my story. I kind of get to mix the... um, algae or seaweed concept with the blocker concept. Now, only I in all of the world would be able to put these two together, and I'm still scurrying in my brain trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. But actually, something just came to mind. I'm sorry. The last three times I've been talking about my kids, what can I say? I love them. So instead of telling you about my clients, you know, my kids are coming up lately and stories from the road. It's a good story, though, and especially since it's from Canada and Simcoe County. So way back, before I came into the States, I lived in Canada. I'm a Canadian by, by birth. And I raised my children in the early parts of their childhood in Canada. And I had two things that happened to me. Well, I had millions of things that happened to me, but two that I'm going to focus on right now. I'm going to tell you about my son, Rye. My son, Rye, was, uh, you know, he was that super hyper autistic kid who went through all the typical autistic things, first no language, then when he did get language, it was echolalic, um, lots and lots of outbursts and meltdowns and, and self-injurious behavior, and, and he was impossible to keep in the house. He was like Houdini. He would climb out the window and, and hang there by his fingers, the second story window, and scream like he's going to fall because he loved to see people panic and then I'd say right get in the house and he'd get in the house (laughs) you know so he was a little bit of a challenge to raise you can imagine Um, and I was raising many more at the same time so you know he liked to start fires he had a stem that he he just loved to start uh, fires with Kleenex with the uh, baseboard heaters so we had lots of lots of fun raising rye like to burn his mouth on mufflers so I can understand how a school that I might be sending him to would have difficulty figuring out how to control his behaviors because he was a bundle of behaviors. Absolutely. But my technique is, and it's always worked, is to step away for a minute and think. Just get out of the tangled mess. Step away and think, this is a child. Don't think... What do I do about his crazy, his crazy autism? Think, this is a child. What matters to this child that I love? So I am sending him to this particular school. Um, he goes through a period where they can't keep him in the seatbelt, and he's taking his shoes. I'm sorry for laughing. He's taking his shoes off and winging them across the bus and hitting the driver, the bus driver in the head. Okay, I'm laughing because it's a funny image. So, um, you know, he's really disruptive. Okay, I admit it. He's disruptive. Um, they, they decide to solve this problem because the bus driver is at his wits end and says he's not going to drive my child anymore, and it's too far for him to walk. 
so they say, okay, well, we're going to put a weighted vest on him so that he'll stay in his seat, and it starts with a weighted vest, and he's seat-belted with a weighted vest, and then the next thing I know, they've just continued to accelerate this, and now he's seat-belted with a weighted vest, and he's also tied, and he's got an adult on either side, and no word of a lie, there's also a taxi following the bus, full of, well, full, with two adults in it. So we got two adults in the bus with him. We got him tied. We got him weighted down. We've got two adults in the taxi behind, and we have an empty bus with no other children in it. This is how much my son has managed to control everybody. He, by the way, at this time is about, let me see, one, two, two and a half feet tall, two and a half feet or so really lightweight, not not a heavy kid at all, and he would have been four. Ooh, how scary. Come on. Where did this problem come from? This problem came from them constantly asking the question, how do I control his behavior? The funniest part was nobody took his shoes off, by the way. I thought that was funny. But the question was the problem. Nobody said, how do I get him to want to behave on the bus? So finally, I find out it's grown to this degree. I mean, I knew the story at the beginning. I missed a little of the middle as it, as it grew. And then I see this taxi following the bus with no kids in it, and I get a little upset, little. Uh-huh. Okay, I hit the roof. And I remember saying to them, just, he loves school. I'll have you take his shoes off. He rides the bus with no shoes. And you keep the shoes at school. I have another pair at home. He doesn't have to wear shoes on the bus. So he goes shoeless. He has nothing to throw. We don't give him a, a lunch box. You know, I give his brother something. Or I give you money. But we don't give him anything to throw. And we tell him that if he does that, he can't go to school. They go, oh, no, 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 Daniel, we can't tell him he can't go to school. And I'm like, don't be silly. He likes school. Trust me on this. He likes school. If he misses a couple of days of school, it's going to matter to him. I actually, I can't get into because I don't have time. It was amazing, the strings I had to pull to not end up with children's aid, taking my child away because I was making a choice to keep him from school for two days because... I told him that's what would happen if he did it again, and he did. So I did that. I followed through anyways. I'm feisty as well. And he misses two days of school, and I fight off the children's aid reports and all that stuff. And he gets back in the bus after two days. And I say, and if you go and throw anything at that bus driver, you're going to miss three days. Not three days! Little meltdown. (laughs) And then he goes to school, doesn't throw anything at the bus driver. Listen to the next words, ever again. And that's how easy it was. That's how easy it was. Where does the algae fit in or the seaweed? Well, at the very same time that I was doing all this, I have to admit, I saw a greater brightness growing in my children because it was also the period where I began to change their diet and address 
what they were eating and move into it. At that time, I was using macrobiotics because there was no dairy-free, gluten-free thinking. And I started to buy this thing called blue-green algae, also an MLM business, which is what the lean sounds like. It was quite amazing. Everybody got bright-eyed and clear-headed, and it did help. So whether he didn't throw his shoes at the bus driver because of my intervention or the blue-green algae, I doubt if it was the algae, but I do think the algae may have helped him to care about his own motivators. All I know is it all came in at the same time. He got better, and I put those two things together, so I'm feeling quite superior as a story from the road lady. And we're back to the question and answers. If you ask the question, how do I make his body healthier? You'll come up with different answers than if you ask, why is his body so sick? And if you ask the question, how do I help him like riding on the bus and behaving and going to school? You will come up with very different answers. Then if you ask, how do I control that boy and stop him from misbehaving? Please consider your questions. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. This is a new spin on autism. Answers that come from questions. Thank you. Thank you for being here because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear you.